This is the I'm Stuff Podcast, a podcast for disordered eating, eating disorders, and hormone problems. I'm your host, Queenie June Borgman, and in today's episode, episode 13, we're going to talk about the number one trick for recovery. Before I even start this episode, I want to say a little disclaimer right here. There isn't a one-size-fits-all way to recover for every person who has ever dealt with hormone problems, eating disorders, or disordered eating. There's always things, you know, that go different, certain epiphanies that goes different, and it either takes very short or very long, so what I'm going to share with you is maybe one of the most targeted ways, you know, to recover. Because you're thinking about your future, you're thinking about, you know, what is this for me, how beneficial or not beneficial is it to live in this state of mind, what I'm living now, and also the physical state maybe. And it has something, you know, uh, the way I at at least present it uh, with working on a goal. So, yeah, that little disclaimer I wanted to throw out there. Everybody has a different way. And... This is just one of the ways. So maybe if it's something for you, you can try it out. And yeah, that part. So let's start with the episode. So six days ago, I posted out, you know, questions to the followers I have on Instagram. And if you maybe want to follow me, that's I'm soft underscore C-O-M. So not a dot com, but a underscore com. And... I asked them, you know, what would you like to hear in the upcoming podcast? Because the following has grown so much over time. I went from 800 to now 1830, almost 2000 followers. I'm very thankful for that because it shows me that there are a lot of people, you know, searching for information and they cannot find the right or safe place to get that information. So I asked them, you know, what would you like to hear? And I gave them four options. And one option was uh, how to stop calorie counting. The other option was a Q&A so that I could answer questions you would give to me. The other option was how to deal with a relationship with the person that is helping you out to recover. For example, your therapist or your dietitian. And the last option was number one trick for recovery. So I stated before in the beginning of this episode with a disclaimer... In my personal opinion, this is a good way to go about because a lot of people, when they start recovery, they don't even really have a plan for recovery. And when I look back at the time that I started recovery, um, I didn't actually know that I was going to recover. I was going out to dinner to a Chinese restaurant with a friend of mine. And funny enough, six months later, I would work above that restaurant because my um, boss back then bought the store above them and we were eating there and you know I was like bone dry as in body fat uh, way so I still had muscle but was just unhealthy drive with a four woman so I cut down way too much and a friend of mine was a very good friend she was like come on Queenie eat that up you really need it because you're not looking that well so very sweet that she said it that way because because you know people could react very differently and we ate the meal we went out for some dessert and that was a big heavy meal with noodles stuff you know carbs fat protein you name it and we went out for dessert and i came home and my parents were away in germany 
and we just had that meal and I was like oh my god I'm still hungry but I just maybe ate a meal from 1000 to 1200 calories and I'm five foot two or something like that so that that you know I should feel that so uh, when that happened I was like okay I cannot live like this anymore I cannot be like constantly hungry and people being worried about me so for me that moment was like an epiphany moment or eye-opening moment from oh my god okay this is not good and it's not worth it to be this dry and have so much you know uh, physical issues at that you know keeping this up so okay I was like I'm gonna recover from this but I didn't have a plan and that is so shitty because looking back then I just went and stepped into it I was like okay I need a dietitian I'm gonna do this shit and that's it and personally looking back from to myself I think you know that's a very bad step that I really didn't think about you know oh I'll just take a dietitian and everything will be okay not knowing which mentally challenges there will be you know lying ahead so I did that and I hope with you know what I've learned I can help you out with the trick I'm gonna give you today and I'm gonna again you know point to the beginning of this episode where I'm giving a disclaimer it is a tool but not every tool fits on the person just like a tool doesn't fit on a certain you know product um yeah and if you maybe are hearing it at the moment because I always um describe my like environment in the beginning of these episodes it's crazy raining outside and I I don't know if you will hear the rain while I'm doing this podcast, but my apologies for this, but this is like a big mousson rain somehow in Amsterdam, and uh, we just got to deal with it because we got two weeks of nice weather, and then we mostly get three weeks of bad weather. Uh, Yeah, so let's start with that trick. For me, the number one trick for recovery is looking ahead writing stuff down and reflection and this sounds very you know like a school project but people got to understand that recovery isn't something that you um you know it's not a little project that you do on the side some people stop their whole lives for going into recovery or going into an eating disorder they stop their school they stop their uni stop their you know side job stop socializing and they made a job out of having an eating disorder or maybe even having hormone problems but mostly it's eating disorders so having a plan you know writing it down reflecting on it is very important because just as you you, like you made your day job having an eating disorder you should make a day job of your recovery as well because Recovery is very challenging. There's nothing more painful than having a painful mind and getting yourself into uncomfortable situations all the time uh, and knowing you need to stick to that to learn and go to the other side. And um, yes, it's just a bigger challenge in general. So having a plan, uh, doing it, it, uh, writing it down, of course, and reflecting on it 
it's just as simple as taking, you know, a piece of paper and writing stuff down and think, just take an hour and think about what you want to achieve in the long run. So having a big goal that is like vital and making smaller sub goals under it makes you, you know, taking little paths to the big goal eventually. So that piece of paper writing down your main goal your main goal shouldn't be i want to recover i think there should be a bit more thinking about that and if you're listening this and you're maybe on your phone you should look up smart goals they're specific measurable uh acceptable realistic and time you know they're bonded with time so if you would say um For example, to regain my healthy body weight, I want to gain 20 pounds in six to eight months, um, something like that. So it should be something that is realistic. So you you maybe like gaining four pounds a month or something like uh, that for the upcoming six uh, months. It's acceptable because your body can do this you know you've chosen a realistic time and it makes it a bit more specific than just saying oh i want to recover and there are also two parts of recovery because you have the body recovery so physical being okay and then you have the mental recovery so i should really advise you uh, or i really advise you to split those things up because those are two different things the moment that i like gained back mm, 30 pounds or so was okay chill my body is safe again it gets what it needs you know i'm eating enough but it doesn't mean that the mental part is being healed as well in the beginning depending on where you start out if you have a very low body weight your mental you know sanity will go up thank god because you're getting more nutrients in you can just think clear but at some point that part is healed and you still are, you know, sitting with the other thoughts. So split those two up, make them smart, look that up, please, and make a big goal at first, and then write that down. Then you have the sub goals that goes toward that big goal. And those sub goals are, can be very differently. You can, for example, what it would be for weight gain, you can say, you know, every meal uh, uh, this week, I'm gonna try to have a good meal, for three days, oh no, sorry, three meals a day would be a good meal uh, just to gain my weight back. So I'm going to have uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. These sub goals. And I want to stick to this for two weeks. So you're making those goals, you're writing them down, and they're not spooking around in your head. So you need to kind of commit to the goals you've written down. Just like you're writing down a training schedule, putting it somewhere in your room and following it somewhere middle in the night or after dinner because you want to burn off the calories, you can turn that around that way of thinking and doing and make it positive for recovery. So sub goals, and it shouldn't be much, you know, maybe like one or two sub goals a week. So you can work toward the main goal. So for example, if I would, you know, the funny thing is if I do these podcasts, it's mostly me giving me advice back in the day and the persons that I knew back in the day who were dealing with this as well. So sometimes I really think for the people who do not take this um, seriously, 
please do take it seriously because there's about eight years of of bullshit that I went through and maybe a lot of other people who do this as well. Um, so take this by heart when you hear it because we it, it doesn't come out of the sky while we're saying this. So the sub goals are, yes, it was a little preach, but I'm going back again. Um, for example, a sub goal for my physical health would be the three, uh, three main meals a day for two weeks long. And the mentally part could be, okay, I want to challenge myself to eat pasta. So I'm going to have uh, at my dinner at least two days a week pasta. And I'm going to do this for two weeks as well. So you're making sure that you're making yourself accountable to your own goals. And of course, you know, not, not every goal can be like finished or crossed off in the weeks that you've chosen it. And maybe it takes longer. And that's okay. That's not a problem at all. It's good to know that um, sometimes you can put a time on it. But if it needs two weeks more for you to like fully normally function with the food and not be stressed about it, that's fine as well. It can even take a, two months. But make sure that you know and write down what you know what stresses you out, which type of foods, what you need to tackle. So you have it clearly for you what the problem or where the anxiety lays with which type of food. So we have writing down the the you know the goals, uh, the main goals, the sub goals. Um, then you have the implementation of it. So really doing it in practice and really sticking to it what you wrote down, and. The problem is that I don't really think that uh, I have the advice for you to like saying why you should stick to your goals. But what always helped for me was at the end of the week, uh, when the week is over, and this was me thinking in the beginning of the week, I want to have done something that betters myself or of course better somebody else but at the moment when you're in a state that you aren't that healthy you should take care of yourself first so i was always like okay at the end of the week i should have accomplished something that makes me better and a lot of people use this mindset when it is for their business and it's still something i use today so when i'm beginning the week i'm like okay who do I need to mail? Who do I need to, you know, have contact with? How do I need to cite? What do I need to write? To at the end of the week have, you know, one step closer to my goal, uh, one step closer to actually helping people at the end, and just getting a normal income that you know supports me in my way of living, and that is something that comes actually this way of thinking way back from. Uh, recovering at the first time so back then I used it for and you, you must understand that in the beginning when I did recovery I didn't have this at all it came somewhere like mid in between and I always just ask myself okay at the end of the week what do I need to do to become better and not better as in you know a competitive way but better as in my mental state me around food and stuff like that so for example, while I am filming this, or filming this, you know, recording this, I uh, have a Nutella jar right in front of me with some bread. It could be that uh, I was like, okay, you know, at the end of the week, I've eaten like two or three sandwiches with Nutella, 
and check you know those feelings around it is this going to diminish do i need to do it further on and um you know it's just to kick off those sub goals to make sure that you're eating stuff again you like way back or what you fear so for me uh it were bananas <laughs> so funny but it were bananas and now Every day when I wake up and there are no bananas for me to put in the yogurt, I'm so disappointed. But okay, <laughs> that's another story. But you know, the, the high carb foods in general and uh, eventually by repeating it, repeating it and not just having that sub goal for two weeks, uh, but at least, you know, make sure that it's in my, it's in my system after those two weeks, that helped me recover. So those sub goals are actually the first steps for introducing foods back again but it's also your uh, responsibility to keep those in so i wouldn't like you know you know take a pen you know and like put a line through your goal and it's like okay i'm done with this you should really like keep it and reflect and that is the last part of this actually episode and of my advice for this and reflect on how you're doing with that goal because it's not that you did two weeks of that goal like eating three main meals a day or eating bananas for two weeks long you know and that it's okay because you do not know when the anxiety comes back maybe you didn't eat a long time and all those feelings come back as well as well so having what you wrote down or what you challenge yourself and pick that up in your daily life as well. So the food that you didn't have, make sure that you have it now regularly and make sure that you look back at what you've written down so you can reflect on yourself if you're still doing it, if you're still eating the Nutella, if you're still eating the banana, if you are still going towards that main goal of maybe like gaining 20 pounds because of your physical health that is poorly and looking at the mental part if you're still stressed out um with with that you know with the food around you i think a good thing that is an addition to these uh yeah actually to this way of you know uh, recovery is a scale and you can write that down as well and maybe that's a whole other paper but you can write down your fair foods and say you know i have a scale and a scale is from one to ten and for example me for me a banana was eight but after two weeks a banana could be a six so the one to ten was one is very low ten is very high anxiety around food and how it changed over time and i know this sounds like a very shitty book report or project that i'm giving to you to you know while you're in recovery while you're not in the best place but one having these papers when looking back is actually very you know something you will be very thankful to yourself you know about to having that and you're you're precise and you're knowing to which goal you're working and normally i believe because a lot of people with an eating disorder are perfectionists that having like assignments like this aren't very well but because of the assignments and doing wanting to do you know things well it could be maybe a good kickstart for recovery and eventually you could you know forget all about it and eat as much as nutella bananas oats um meat if you're afraid for this as well uh because the anxiety is gone away and then you're busy with whole other things in life so it, it's something you can you know the thing that's broken you you can make one of your most powerful strengths and 
if you would say that to me like eight years ago, I wouldn't believe shit. And now it's kind of my work to help people to get out of this state of mind and get out of this, uh, you know, dangerous place for your body because it isn't healthy if you're either very, very overweight or very underweight. So, yeah, this was the podcast and I told you it's going to be a short one (laughs) and I'm just going to sum it up again for me and I hope also for you, the number one trick for recovery is to know where you're going. You want to have a main goal, you want to have sub goals, you want to write it down, you want them to make, you know, want to be smart, so look that up please. You want that to write them down, you want to reflect, uh, you want to do them and give you, you know, a good amount of time, two weeks, a month, maybe even longer. You want to reflect on them and you can reflect on them by just keeping the papers and looking at, you know, how do I, you know, deal with these foods nowadays or where is my weight at at the moment? Am I still like achieving my goal? And for the food part, you can use a scale from 1 to 10 to see how you deal with fear foods, for example, after you challenge yourself with the sub goals to go to the main goal. So yeah, I know it sounds very boring. Um, I must say that I did had a lot, um, was thankful that I did do that. So maybe if you make this little homework assignment, you will be thankful as well. And don't forget, and I think this is the most important sentence that I actually have ever heard, um, with another sentence as well, I'm going to give you that one as well, is which, at the end of the week, what can I do to make myself better? And if you don't do it, the answer is always no. So these two together... That is something I use it like I use on a daily basis when I make decisions for myself and my future. And I hope it somehow helps you as well. So thank you for listening. If you would like to follow the podcast, that would be very nice. If you can drop a comment, depending on which platform you're listening to this, that would be nice as well. If you'd like to share it, that would be nice as well. And I will see you or hear you, I don't know which one of the two, in the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to the I'm Stuff podcast. If you would like to know more, you can go to imstuff.nl and start working on your relationship with your food, body and mind. And I'll see you the next time.